Oh, it's done. I, I didn't realize. <laughs> it says stop, start streaming or start recording, and then it changes to stop. And most of those letters are the same. Well, not most, but like a, a good chunk of those letters are the same. And uh, are we are we recording? Yeah, we are. No, <laughs> you didn't. You didn't give me the number of the episode, so I didn't know if you were just telling me that, that it failed the recorder. PKN Man, banging out of the gate. Two sixty three. <laughs> and uh, after I press it, the change that it's pressed is very subtle and. It took me a second to notice it. Anyway, uh, yeah, so we were just talking. Kevin Hart was the thing. Yeah, I didn't even this. I didn't even know this was a story. Did this happen like today? No, I'll call it two days ago. And um, as we say this, so call it like June, September 1st, maybe something like that. He had just bought a classic car, a Barracuda, which is like a 1970s muscle car. And he tweeted it out. It's pretty badass. I'm going to, here, I'll give you a, a link and I will share it with the people and talk about it because I think a lot of people listen to this. Um, that's what it looks like for those of you who have the video. But it's blue. Oof. It's shiny. It's beautiful. Uh, it's a 1970s muscle car. If you have no idea, picture a blue Dukes of Hazard looking car. It's not the Damn, same one. Damn, I got fucked up. Yes. <laughs> what a ter and it's also funny, look how like he's barely taller than a sedan. <laughs> <laughs> That's so bad. Poor guy. <laughs> but his it, height won't change if he has to make the move to a wheelchair. <laughs> he's already height, used to it, man. I, I I tried to look into what his injuries are, but they seem to be keeping it a little under wraps. Uh, all I found was it was major back injury. That was the the quote I keep seeing used again and again, major back injury. And uh, uh, he had surgery on it super recently. It might have been this morning. And they think I said the surgery went well. They also made it clear nobody was under the influence of alcohol. I think there were three people in the car. He was not driving. He was in the passenger seat. His buddy wow. was driving, and there's no alcohol involved. So, like, As if that lends him any solace laying in his bed. Like, but at least we were safe. <laughs> Cripple. Hopefully, at least he's it's not. not my fault. Um, yeah. So there was a woman who didn't require any hospital treatment. His buddy had some injuries, and Kevin Hart got the worst of it in the passenger seat for some reason. And he had major back injuries, and he's in the hospital after a back surgery right now. So wow, that sucks. Yeah, I'm looking around as you're describing it, and you're you're spot on. Like everywhere that's saying that he's paralyzed is saying it's not confirmed. Which good. I hope he's not paralyzed. That would be really sad. Agreed. But isn't it? It might be fucked up, but isn't it sadder to you when someone becomes paralyzed Ooh. in life than if they're born paralyzed? Because oh. it's still sad, but it's like. You didn't ever know how cool legs were. I'll take it a, a step further. When an athlete has an injury, it's sadder to me than when a regular person has an injury, right? Like if you're a runner and then suddenly you lose your leg from the knee down, it's like, oh, that sucks. But if it happens to like a mom who, you know, barely gardened, Eh, was she even using that part of her leg? Not a lot. Not like this runner. This guy over here had plans of climbing Mount Everest, and that lazy fuck just used her leg a little. So, they, like, no, I, I'm if, on board if with a you pianist there. loses a hand, it's a bigger tragedy than a regular person. Yeah, that's that is true. 
Yeah. So. But, that, but I like it more where I'm the version that's saddest, <laughs> like just an unexceptional person who <laughs> they lost their legs, you know. But yeah, like, like a blind since birth to me seems like it'd be way easier to to, to do that than it would be to go blind in the middle of your life. Because it seems like every time you ask anyone, like, hey, if you have to lose one, or you can only keep one of your senses or whatever, what's it going to be? It's always sight. Always. Getting rid of taste wouldn't even be that bad because you just get uh, fit as fuck. There could be advantage. Yeah, mm-hmm. taste is not. I've heard there's more than five senses. Yeah, there's like a bunch of sub-senses and things, but for this, but I don't know what those are called, and so we're going <laughs> to stick with five. Okay, okay. But like, like eyes. Like if I were to go blind like right now, I'd, I'd just be fucked. Like, what, like think what about trying to make yourself one? out to your like. If, if I didn't have my phone right here, actually, no, I would have forgotten that I put my phone right there, and so it did. So it would have been, it's just he's gone. blind and retarded. This is a tragedy. <laughs> this is a twofer. <laughs> he doesn't even know how to put his palms on the desk. He's no, it's, it's he's, ruined. He's not even searching. You know, just let him starve. Sense know? of touch, though, like that might be more valuable than we're giving it credit for. What if that's an extension of all your mobility? You know, like it, yeah. we're not talking about just feeling pain and heat. It like without touch, everything's bad. Can you drive without touching? Can you chew? I don't think so. Can you talk? My wife gets dental work done and has a lisp. What if she really lost her whole sense of touch? I never considered the talking part. You're <laughs> just like they just got from the dentist. That might yeah, be the most like, important you, one. You hear about people. This is either a real thing or I read a story about it and now I'm thinking that it's real. But people who don't have like a functional whatever part of the brain is responsible for touch and pressure to where like they won't get one thing is that they won't get sensations about when they have to go to the bathroom. So they have to like go to the bathroom oh, on a regimented schedule. I really schedule. like that. Well, not That's that I love the sensation, part, yeah. <laughs> but it's one of the most useful ones. That would be terrible. Like you now that you get like a 30 minute gurgle warning. Yeah. For your your pooping. But if imagine if just you're just sitting there in your car driving and then you just start to smell shit and you're like, oh no. What if, what if you adapted though, right? Like you can still smell, right? So what if it's like a particularly rancid fart and you're like, that's my dump alarm, guys. We gotta head off. To- <laughs> Do you smell that, honey? God, I fucking I- hate hanging out with Taylor now. <laughs> Taylor, I, I don't know tingling. how to tell you this, but your dump alarm went off and we need to pull into to Denny's. Yeah, go in there and just destroy it. Yeah, that would suck. And then like, um, like, you know, like if you step into a shower that's way too hot, immediately you're like, Ooh. or if you like, are, like right. a cold sensation or something sharp, you accidentally put your elbow up against, like you would just inadvertently put too much pressure leaning on that elbow you didn't realize there was a jagged metal thing on the chair you were sitting in and now you got a deep gash did you know i lived you, like that for a while i i, I mentioned the, it here and there in the show but i i, yeah, I had nerve right yeah so so here's the scar I, you can barely see it but anyway my ulnar nerve was damaged and there was a time like i i, I burnt this, this part of my hand had no feeling and these parts of my fingers had no bit mobility no mobility what i'm getting to is i burnt it and I noticed by smelling the burning flesh on my hand, oh, I discovered so a th- more than once, to, more than once, twice, I discovered a uh, thumbtack in it, like just visually, like, ah, oh, who left that in there? <laughs> you know? Where were you hanging out that there were just thumbtacks face up? My house in Ocean oh. City. I, I, you know, I, I guess, I don't know, maybe my mom's crafty or something, but yeah, so, um, I, yeah, I, I, and then over time, the, 
feeling came back to like a two out of ten. Like it's not very good. Yeah, but you can like you can tell if you're you don't have to rely on the scent of burning flesh anymore. No, I would I'd probably notice that. I remember so when they measure your ability to feel things, this is how they do it. They have a, a bunch of sticks with like fishing lines sort of poking through it. And the fishing fishing line is different diameters. So they touch you with one and it bends very easily and it can only really tickle your skin. You would feel it, but even the smallest amount. Maybe there's parts of it's your like body just where like you, a thin plastic hair kind of thing that yes like, right okay. and you would definitely feel it on your palm but if i put it on maybe your shin bone or something you're just not that sensitive there you're deltoid places where tattoos don't hurt yeah and then it gets thicker and thicker until eventually it's you know like strong it'll poke you or like you know and uh they were touching my hand they had me close my eyes and they were touching my hand with different parts of it to see where my feeling was but they didn't tell me that they stopped and like, I swear it was like 30 years ago and it still hurts my feelings and I'm trying to feel it and I'm, I'm focused and I'm concentrated and everyone else has moved on to another topic, but my eyes are closed. So I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, I think I feel it. I think, is it, is that now? And I opened my eyes and they've all like, they're doing something else. <laughs> <laughs> like, and it's like, you assholes. Like I was... I was trying really hard and I, I don't know if I felt something or if it was a phantom something that happens with nerve loss, but yeah, <laughs> they're just assholes. Could... Those goddamn doctors. I get something <laughs> similar when I go to the eye doctor because it was my like, mom, by the way, not just my, doctors. Carry on. Uh, your mom wasn't even <laughs> helping you out. It's just, he'll figure it out. He knows what a stiletto feels like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Can you feel Take it straight to that. Yeah. <laughs> Like I can tell my oh, and as you were starting that story, I was like, I was like tossing around the idea in my head of being like, ah, the ulnar nerve. But the other Taylor in my head was like, don't risk it, don't like you. You're probably wrong. Don't say it is that. the ulnar nerve. Like, I know. And then you said it, and I was oh, like, fuck, you should have rolled the dice. You know, <laughs> yeah, that. no, that happens with people's names. Like I'm thirty percent sure her name is Jessica. Should I call her that? <laughs> you know, or should I ask her her name? And it's like, ah, I could have gone with it. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> it's those little those little victories that you see right through your fingers <laughs> right away. But uh, my eye doctor will do something like what you described where, like, I feel like eye doctors see so many people with eyes even worse than mine and as bad as mine every day that, like, they almost try and give you passive help on the, the reading thing. Okay. But the annoying thing... Or like, I'll, like it'll be the top layer, and he'll like put it on my old prescription. I'll be like, I gotta be honest with you, I think there's an M up there, but other than that, I'm not getting much. And he's like, Okay, okay, good start. No reason to be worried. And, <laughs> <laughs> just like, okay. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. okay. And then you like see that thing that he puts in front of your eyes, just getting thicker and thicker and thicker <laughs> with glass pieces. Yeah. And uh, but the thing they do that I hate. Is you probably don't know because you have great eyes. They're not great, is, but I've never been told there's no reason to be worried. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so like I'll I'll be in there, and what they do initially, usually when I go in to get like my my cornea and everything scanned, is I go in. They say, "Do you have contacts in?" And it's like, "You've seen my prescription, and I drove here. I would hope I have them in, or there'd be dead people littered on the highway behind me." So yeah, of course. It's like, All right, take those out, throw them away. We'll get you a test pair uh, afterward. And then I don't know what the fuck that the doctor does. But they always have me take out my contacts and then we'll, we'll either dilate then and then I guess just leave for 10 minutes and let the dilating work. Okay. And 
if I'm regular blind without my glasses, I'm terrifyingly blind while I'm dilated because everything's oh. just bright and colors are streaming together and I've got astigmatism. And so like, yeah, you know where you'll see photos in uh, like of a, a stop sign or stop light rather at night and the lens will kind of have the green light here. And then there's two like streaks of green coming off of it. That's what my eyes do. I have one eye with astigmatism. They didn't figure out I had astigmatism until I was 17 or 18. And so like, or no, I was in my 20s, my early 20s. And I thought that everybody just saw light that way. That like when you were driving at night, yeah, of course there's streaky lights all over the place. That's just reality. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what and, lights are like. They're, they're kind of shooting stars, right? <laughs> yeah, they're like shooting stars. <laughs> and if you drive too late at night, it gets stressful because they're overwhelming. And then my, dent, my doctor at the time was like, you, you know, you have pretty severe astigmatism in your left eye. And I'm like, I didn't know. I don't know what that means. And he's like, do you see light like this? And I'm like, yeah. But, is that bad? <laughs> he's like, yeah, well, we can fix that right up. And, and light at night now is a, is a dream compared to that. But they'll abandon me in the little observation area for like 10, 15 minutes. And then when they walk back in or the nurse does, they always have like a little quip of like, oh, you know, don't want to turn the TV on or don't want to, you know, look at your phone or anything. Because I just sit there like a like a mannequin, just a, oh. just a doll, because I can't look at anything. I can't focus. I, if I was trying to use my phone, even like this wouldn't be enough. I, I, it's terrible. Yeah. I, I, uh, last time I had my eyes dilated, they like, so I can't see anything and they send me to drive home and I get to the car and it's like, I don't know why everyone seems okay with this. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think I'd be better with four beers. So I had this idea that I'll just yeah, sit in the, <laughs> I'll just sit in the car and read my phone and, and let time pass. And it's like, what, what, why did I think this was a good idea? At what distance can I, like no distance and uh, radio. Maybe? <laughs> You're like, ah, too far away, but too bright. <laughs> my <laughs> eyesight is deteriorating. And sometimes I'm legit not sure Am, am I, has the world just gotten dimmer or do I require more light than I used to? You know, like, cause it's usually, the second one. <laughs> it's usually a little dim, you know, like the lights are dimmed. A lot of the rooms in this house, we have the lights on dimmers and they're not up all the way or I'm in the garage, which isn't so well lit. Well, now it is, but it wasn't. And, and, or like you said, maybe I just can't see. I, do you know what your numbers are for your eyes? Not because you confidence. like right now you're not wearing anything, are you? I'm not. Yeah, I most of the time I don't wear anything. If I have any like work to do, work being like uh, like I don't know, writing a bunch of checks or adding some things up, then I'll put my glasses on. So I think I might throw them on more often because I read a little better. Every so often mm -hmm. for the show, it's like, all right, buckle up. This is a two minute read thing, you know? Like, am I the asshole? And I do a little better with glasses on. So maybe I should do that. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing that's, I, you know, you'll have things like zombie apocalypse survival scenarios. For me, it's like if it happened right now, I lost my glasses and I haven't gotten new ones yet. And so I would last for four months worth of contacts and I could stretch that to eight months before my eyes start getting infected. And then I'm done. Like, it's like I'm just not useful anymore after that. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, Mike. I need my glasses. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm joining you, it seems. It's just year by yeah. year, a little closer, <laughs> a little closer. It's funny, like, like, I got the advanced lesson on the eye thing early on, but I'm not looking forward to what you're describing as, like, the body falling apart. 
where it's like, man, I didn't, I, I still get into the squat motion like I'm 22, but then I push up and I realize I'm not 22 and this is taking a toll on my body. Like I don't, I'm not looking. That's what I dread the most about aging are like those little injuries where I think Louis CK had a bit about it where he's like, you know, what do I do about my foot doc? Doc's like, Oh, take three Advil a day. He's like, okay. And when will that fix it? It's like, no, that this is just who you are now. <laughs> <laughs> my observation hasn't been like permanent injury, like, like Louis CK's bit. It's, slow healing that's the thing you know and and in terms of injury it's just slow healing everyone understands that in terms of working out i keep like i see these youtube videos they're like are you pushing to failure what you think is failure is not actual failure failure you know you need to take yourself to where you can't do another one and that's set one do five of those and then and, and i'm like dude if i did that I'd work, it takes six days to come back from that. That's a lot, yeah. like, that's rough. That's not a, I don't think that's a good game plan for a 46-year-old. It's I, not. Like, I, I do until failure for some things, but it's stuff like farmer's walks, where if I'm really that exhausted, I'll drop them, and that's the end of that, and they'll fall to my sides, and I'll be fine. They won't even hit my feet. If you tell people, like, I was reading some, I need to find the fitness guy so I can send it to you, but somebody who's like, he was saying how people who say, Bench until failure. He was saying that's a fucking terrible idea because all you're going to do is get this? to night. I don't remember. Okay. I'll have to look it up. It, it wasn't a YouTuber. It was like a blogger, a fitness blogger. Maybe it was on bodybuilding.com. But he was saying like what this means for most people is they get to like 85% of their output and then they want to go until failure. And so they just throw all form to the wind. And it becomes now you're throwing your back weird. Now you're trying to squat and you're ending up a circle, like uh, arching your back or you're deadlifting and you're you're pulling incorrectly. And like people get injuries because they try to go to uh, to failure on those compound lifts when like like if you're trying to do overhead press until failure, you're going to end up doing that thing where you like lean back and like twist your back, just trying to finagle it up and. I don't know. Like, I'm very easily convinced by these ripped guys. Like, this well, other their bodies, their resume. Good. How can you just look? That guy's got better abs than me. Clearly, I should do what he did. The way I think about it is like, like I'll look at that guy's picture, and it's like if he came up to me while I was working out in my basement and was like, "Hey, bro, you shouldn't go until failure." What am I gonna say? He wins the matchup. <laughs> like, no, right? If anybody comes in that room and is like, "All right, I'm trying to get fitness advice." Definitely not you in the red shirt. This guy with, <laughs> with somehow 14 abdominals. Yeah, and no know? shirt at all. He's the one. No shirt at all. <laughs> he's the guy. It's because he's not embarrassed by his diet. So, uh, oh no, this is related to working out, I swear. You are now talking to what I think is the world's most popular World War Z streamer. You know, it, if you want to. I saw on the subreddit, they're like, what are you streaming? Hell yeah. If you want to be on top of your field, choose a very small field. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, um, and someone came up with this idea that I should do push ups for failure. And um, I think I might stream again tonight. But we have this rule set, and it might be more push ups than I'm capable of. We will see <laughs> how this goes down. But Until failure, like every time you die in the game, you have to do push-ups. Well, I don't. Or, oh, oh, I'm sorry. It would be in-game failure. So the way it works is, if a teammate goes down, you can pick him up. That's two push-ups. If I go down, it's five. Oh. And if the mission fails, it's ten. So if we all go down, that's twenty-one. The quick math. If we all go down in this shit show where they like come up and down, like I rescue that guy, that guy, but not the third guy, then I go down or I get picked up. Like in one of the games, I had to do thirty. 
or 31 push-ups. And uh, if that happens a couple of times, I'm pretty fucked. So, <laughs> so, uh, so we'll see. It might be fun. I might uh, make an ass out of myself, but it is what it is. I'm glad you, you jumped on. To, I, I didn't even know you had a Twitch channel. <laughs> I should have I known because I, I never, I've never watched a Twitch stream. We've live-streamed PKA on Twitch with you. And oh, I thought that was Justin TV. That oh no, this, back was, this was Twitch. This is yeah. Twitch. Okay, yeah, Justin TV became Twitch or something. We like might have actually done Ice Poseidon on YouTube, but we did do one on Twitch. Too. Yeah, yeah, we did him on YouTube because he got he'd already been kicked off Twitch. Yeah, we don't that. But I think maybe Tucker was on Twitch. I'm not sure. Yeah, I didn't even know you had like 102,000 followers on do Twitch. Do I? I didn't even know. How that. does how does how does Twitch work? Is a follower and a subscriber the same thing? No. What is that? Well, okay, so I'm really out of my depth here. But I think, so a subscriber used to mean someone paid five bucks a month and it got split between Twitch and YouTube. That was a sub. But now that Amazon bought Twitch, I'm really out of my, I don't know, but it appears that everyone who has Prime, everyone who has Prime, which is everyone, has like a free sub. So they can just like choose which streamer is the benefactor of their sub. And I don't even know what the streamer earns for that. Um, apparently, people were subbing to me. I don't know how many. And I wasn't thanking them. And Chiz said that was below the minimal acceptable standards for politeness of no Twitch. <laughs> that, I was, that I was quite the asshole unknowingly. Like People were subbing and I'm making no mention of it. So I, I, I guess. I wouldn't have known either. I thought I would, I would have assumed subscribe means the same thing on YouTube where it's like you click it and it's free and who cares? But I guess not. I guess I followers you, are free. Who yes, yes. Follow it. That would be more the parallel. And I don't, I don't even know how to subscribe to someone. I don't know what they're doing. But uh, um, I'm trying to set it up better this time. Well, I don't know. I just wanted to Did you to have stream. a live cam on your face or just have the game? Yeah, nice. yeah. Uh, push-ups are no fun without live cams. Come on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dude, guys, trust me. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I'm so tired. <laughs> Dude, I came back. And like, I can't even play well. Workouts. Like I'm ruined from the push-ups. And then I start the next game and I, <laughs> I suck. But well, that's uh, awesome. Yeah, yeah I don't do... know. I had a fun time with it. So I was, I was only going to do it once. I really was. But uh, I got positive feedback and I guess that's addictive. So here I am thinking about doing it. You know, shortly I'll have pink hair and you know whatever else Ninja does. Pink hair and, and tits. You know, people. I would... should probably make a Twitch account. It seems like it'd be fun you to do. You literally don't have a Twitch account. No. Yeah, if you did, uh, it wouldn't surprise me if you turned into a popular streamer. I just got to figure out how video games on Cordy work, yeah. or not Cordy on a WASD. See, I don't even know the red. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah, what makes a good streamer? I, I so back in the day, people who weren't like me, I'm talking about. I wasn't, people didn't watch me for my gameplay, but I still did well on Twitch. Nowadays, it doesn't, it seems like the gameplay is a bigger, of more important than it used to be. Import, importance, whatever. Yeah. I guess that's true. Like you, you were better games than I was, but we were both more personality channels. Right. And Kyle was too. Yes. All all three of us, none of us that great gaming. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Kyle might take offense to that, but. 
Oh, I mean, no, he's, he's, he plays a lot. He's pretty he does play yeah, a lot. He's not going to hear this. He's in prison. <laughs> <laughs> but he, uh, compared to, like, you know, the top of the, the guys at the top of the game right now, Ninja and Shroud and such, mm-hmm. uh, I don't think Kyle is there. I just, I don't know. I, do you, I don't know if you've seen it. You remember the South Park where uh, they got PewDiePie to, like, guest spot on it? No, I didn't, I didn't even know of that. Yeah, they they did a a South Park about like how quickly the online entertainment game is moving to where someone my age watched YouTube videos, like kind of the beginning of the transition from mainstream media to YouTube. And now in just like six years, if I talk to like if I talk to a 20 year old or something, eight years, whatever, they'll be all into Twitch and I don't get it in Mm. the same way. And so like the joke in the show was it was a bunch of kindergartners loving PewDiePie and Cartman starts streaming Cartman bra and doing his streaming thing. And then it's all the third graders being like, these kids don't even want to play the games. They just want to watch them do. And it's just like a funny, like how fast the trends are moving now to where it's like four years difference in age feels like an eternity when it's, when it comes to what you're interested in. But I am going to give Twitch go. I'm going to buy that PC that I said I've been wanting to buy. As soon as I get a very smart, I, I was funny. Someone, like a couple months ago, DM'd me on Reddit and was like, "Hey, you mentioned getting a PC." And there were there was like three or four other guys who sent me helpful builds, but mm-hmm. this one guy was like, "Hey, just just kind of something like if I were you, I would go with." And it was a forty four hundred dollar setup, and I was like, "Man, I appreciate it, but <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go with uh, less than that because that's fucking insane." He's like, "And you can't even stream in higher than ten eighty, right?" Isn't I think like, you can. Because it doesn't process? Actually, I, I, I think the, the limit is on the bandwidth. I, I don't know what oh. the hell I'm talking about. It used to be 3,500 kbps or whatever the fuck it is. And, um, uh, but people were doing 1440, I want to say. But I'm not sure. Huh. I have to look again. Can but, you, you can stream <laughs> other stuff uh, than video games on Twitch, right? Yes. Yeah, there's... There's a lot of video game categories, and then just chatting is a thing where people just hang out. Uh, sometimes they have some sort of entertainment, like hard to do it copyright free, but they'll maybe watch videos together or what have you. And then uh, there's a music one too, which I don't. You don't have any musical talent, do you? No. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> but if you did, that's a pretty neat area. Sometimes those guys blow up. No, oh, I could like. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of the dumbest thing. Like I could learn German on the stream. Just just Rosetta. Today we're playing Rosetta Stone German. <laughs> That's not the worst idea. <laughs> Actually, I could make jokes out of that. Yeah. <laughs> Today we're gonna stream tax cheats or or tax tips, or whatever the hell. Yeah. I'm gonna make a Twitch account. I was thinking about streaming for like a week. The idea had been sort of bumbling, bouncing around in my head. And then I saw Hut stream, and he just did it so chill. You know, my streams back in uh, the Minecraft days, I would like sing along to songs, and it was a big show. And I was like, I don't know if I feel like doing all that. And uh, then I saw Hutch, and he was just so relaxed. I was like, I'm going to try that. And yeah. that, that, that's sort of what made it happen. But yeah, streaming. So well, we'll see. I think I'd probably just behave the same way I do on the podcast on there. Like just jokey and well, not as much talking because I wouldn't be able to focus on the video game and so you'd be playing the game talking. So I think so. That seems like I I just say that because that's what most people seem to do. 
and 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 I, that would get people engaged and I would get better at video games because I get like people in chat. This is so funny. Me acting like the kind of of listeners that I cultivate would be interested in giving me game tips. So just being like, do African voice. (laughs) 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 Um. Yeah, that that seems like the natural fit would be like going into live games and just talking in funny voices at people. I get little reactions. It'd be pretty neat. I'd be interested. I have a new topic. Yeah, what's up? Say goodbye to temporary fillings. Scientists have successfully used a gel to regrow tooth enamel. That's incredible. Right? So it looked really easy. Um, Can you link that? Yeah. This could have real-life ramifications. For my <laughs> I, dude, fillings could be gone. So I, I just researchers have mixed calcium and phosphate ions, two minerals found in enamel, into an alcohol solution with the organic compound trimethylene and applied it to damaged teeth. Over the course of 48 hours, the gel helped create a new layer of enamel about three micrometers thick, which I presume is a good amount of micrometers. And uh, (laughs) it's more than two. (laughs) Yeah, all right. And uh, I I don't know. Somehow I read this and I was like, what? All they did is mix calcium and phosphate ions into an alcohol solution with the compound of trimethylene. Why didn't anyone else do this earlier? Like I was gonna, like, you know, I was thinking of the same, but, (laughs) (laughs) but I don't, I I just, look, I could pronounce like most of those words. Why was this hard? Why did it take so long to to figure it out? And it's like, I don't know, this is in China. So this might be real bad for your mouth. (laughs) That occurred to me too. I'm like, yeah, a little bit of lead, but don't tell the Americans. (laughs) Yeah. And just a touch of all secret sauce. (laughs) That's lead. Yeah. That's, <laughs> uh, not only that's might it be used to, oh, go ahead. Not only might it be possible to use the gel for repair of decayed parts of a tooth, but it could be a preventive technique used to regenerate the protective enamel so that decay is never again a problem. So, like, it, it, some crazy. of you out there might. I, I think I have a scratch in the enamel on one of my molars. And they're like, yeah, we'll just watch this forever in case it turns into a cavity because. It's a scratch, and there's, I guess it's vulnerable, and mm-hmm. it seems fixable now. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Like, to, like, of course, all health is like you don't appreciate it until it's gone, but I feel like, like the lower level eye and tooth health is even more so. We're like, you don't realize how much having teeth that work is great until you have teeth that don't work. And like, like that's why people will go crazy from tooth pain. It's like it's so close to your brain, you'll lose your mind. People will take is that like related? A and, yeah. Brain distance. Yeah, there is something about that, like the neural okay. distance for the impulse, and, and and also just the fact that it's in gums, set in your jaw. And as far as it's funny now that we're so advanced that like we can critique evolution and be <laughs> like, you know, our hands evolved pretty great. Our feet kind of have some problems. Our teeth and jaws shit tear. <laughs> terrible doesn't work at all you know <laughs> like it's, i forget who it was a youtuber probably a fitness guy he was talking he was explaining how shoulders or elbows worked and he's like yeah see this is how your hip joint works you see how this bone is fully like encapsulated in that yeah that's a great joint but your shoulder 
things like sort of sitting on top. It's weak. Once this thing breaks, it just comes out repeatedly super easy. And I'm like, man, why do they make shoulders like hips? They should, God, God com- damn it. <laughs> I complain <laughs> to the manufacturer. Make those better. Is that mom or yeah. God? I'm not 100% sure. Teeth could be better. Shoulders could be better. I'm still stuck on the brain proximity thing. Because with teeth, I'm with you. Somehow teeth pain is some of the worst. But I think like, sole of my foot is way more sensitive than my deltoid right yeah i need to i need to find this i'm probably being dumb palm of my hands is one of the most sensitive spot dick and asshole yeah. super painful <laughs> right uh no nah, you're winning me over now <laughs> <laughs> that's a, say no more woody <laughs> it, was, it, was the, it was the dick and asshole part that they convinced me yeah i brain proximity for why do why is tooth pain so bad? There we go. What are you coming up with? Uh, okay. It says number of nerves. This is from this is from Century Dental. It says teeth are solid and cannot swell, so an injury to the tooth can lead to the death of cells in the tooth and pulp area or infection. Uh Okay, so well, that doesn't help. You fucking shit to your site. Why are you buying ads? You're not even helping. <laughs> Why do toothaches hurt so much? You know, if you want me to trust you as a dentist, don't use all caps like a, an angry 68-year-old Republican on Facebook. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> Suspiciously specific, but it worked for me. <laughs> it, I knew you'd get that. Like, someone, that is the funniest way. When, like old people use like way too many emojis and caps and being in the business world i see this constantly where you'll get in like lumped into a big uh, group email that has nothing to do with me where it's like this has nothing why why did you loop me in it's like uh, steve got a new puppy and it's like a badly cropped copy paste photo into the body of the email (laughs) and then it's a bunch of people putting like a hundred you know, hearts and then all caps. Wow. <laughs> like that. And it's like, oh my God, sent from Susan. Sent from my Samsung smart fridge. <laughs> You're sending me a picture of your monitor? It was on your computer. That that's how it was on your monitor. Why is there yeah. a picture of your monitor of uh, showing a picture? <laughs> and just like being in your twenties in any kind of professional business setting, I feel like like I'll be at a place for a, a meeting, a, a discussion that's totally unrelated. It has to do with retail, something I'm going to do on behalf of a client or whatever. And I will like be leaving. And because I'm the age I am, like a boomer woman will be like, before you go, could you, I can't figure out how to get this screen dragged to my other monitor. How does that work? How do you do this? And and I have this laptop hooked up to this bigger monitor, but see, when I close the laptop, it turns off up there too. But I need to close the laptop because it's it, we have a green initiative here, and it's like, oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> this is literally a problem I had to solve for a woman a Here's couple weeks ago. The pressure, I, like literally, like I, <laughs> I, she was like, I need to have my laptop screen plugged into this big monitor, but I can't leave my laptop screen open. So I was like, oh. 
well, I'll do what you should be doing. Let me Google it. <laughs> yeah, right. All right. And it turned up. We're going to go to your system controls. We're going to do this and that. And, and by the end of it, I was like, there's no way this bitch is going <laughs> to pump my tires to the people that I came here to talk to at all. So that yeah, is funny. At Cisco, people who manage technical people were not that technical. So yeah. this played out so many times and I always enjoyed it. Like, all right. But here's my boss's boss's boss going to present to us. There's 300 people watching. He's presenting, but not using his own computer. So he had to take the PowerPoint and put it on like a network drive. Now this poor fuck is being observed by 300 people. <laughs> all of them technical. All of them know the answer to this. <laughs> Judging him on his ability to connect, to like map some network drive to find his PowerPoint <laughs> on a stranger's computer. And it's like, all right, you fuck, let's see. You're my boss. You earn more money in three months than I do in a year. You better know how to map a network drive. And it, I, I just always enjoyed and watching And all the tech suffer. people are sitting there just like, just... <laughs> just do this. <laughs> yeah. I want to get a, a long lunch like I was promised. <laughs> I was not me. I, I was like, ah. oh, you just enjoyed it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Statistically. <laughs> Statistically watching them suffer. And I, and I know they know they're being judged. So I just judge. <laughs> just judge and let them. Let them. Oh, there are like, it's funny watching like the generational gap, even in like the kind of stuff I'll do. Like I'll go on behalf of a client to like a retailer at like fucking Walgreens or CVS or whatever. And it depends on the retailer because all the buyers are different. But sometimes the buyer is like six, the, the guy who buys for the categories, the guy I'm presenting to. And sometimes it'll be like a 68, 69 year old man. And they are set in their ways. They have like absolute power to decide what goes in the produce section or what goes in the fucking uh, cosmetic section or whatever. And so like you can prepare like a nice thing, everything set up and they'll get there and be like, uh, no, we don't have HDMI. I don't know what that is. Do you have a hard, hard printout? Do you just, just, just paper, you just have paper I could look at. And, and I always bring that now because it's just like, yeah, well, <laughs> you know, now we can't make eye contact while we're talking because you're <laughs> looking down, and that makes us a little more difficult. So there you go, you old faggot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, that's obnoxious. Who was it? Um, someone in my employment along the way told me the platinum rule. Have you heard this before? Uh, not under that name. Maybe I'll know. Maybe you saying. know it already. But the golden rule, of course, is do unto others as you would have them do unto you. But there's mm -hmm. a higher level. And it's do unto others as they would have done unto them. And it's like, hey, I might prefer text. That's my preferred communication method. But if yours is voicemail, then I leave you voicemails. If yours is paper, mm -hmm. then I give you paper. And that's the, the platinum rule. That's the good way to do it. Like, ideally, if you know. It depends. So the way I implemented it is if you're above me, platinum. If you're below me, gold. Yeah. <laughs> or even silver or you know what you're you're not getting any precious metals <laughs> but yeah it's like if you're above me we communicate in your favorite way if you're below me we communicate in my favorite way how often did you have to sit in boring meetings often or oh yes yeah i would i would guess that i if i worked an eight hour day three of them might be meetings and were they mostly complete wastes of time that could have been settled over email? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> that's that is so frustrating. I, I I read one thing online. <laughs> it's funny we should talk about this kind of stuff because Kyle can empathize with this as much like the, the the corporate life. But like like I read something online in like a business journal of this guy who became CEO of a company after working his way up, and he was like one of the first things I did in our conference rooms, I removed all chairs. Oh, I think I've heard this. Yeah. And so you want to have, oh, we have a meeting slated from 11 to 3. I guess we're not standing all afternoon. Oh, wait. Now suddenly everybody's willing to wrap after 40 minutes and we've got it done. Okay. All right. <laughs> now, now we don't have to bring in lunch for everyone. Now you can all just do, do your own thing on your own time. Fucking go. Like, as and I, that is great. I would love to do that. As I became more senior, um, like it, when you're junior and you attend meetings, you're hoping to be heard. When you're senior and you attend meetings, they're hoping to hear you. And as that uh, like morphed, uh, I started being more of an asshole. Like, you know, they, Woody, can you come <laughs> to this? We need your opinion on whatever. I'm like, this meeting has no agenda. I don't have time for meetings with yeah. no agenda. <laughs> yeah. You block out what we'll be talking. And, and it also helped me a lot. Like, it, if there's an agenda, I would uh, come to a meeting really prepared. If there was no agenda, then everything felt like a pop quiz. And I didn't like that. Mm -hmm. so that's that's yeah, I, I agree with you there it's a bit of a like almost character flaw in me like uh you know it, people happen like in the paramotor world will say hey woody i've got a question do you have a minute no reply to that asshole i don't know what your question is why has it got to be a pop quiz why don't you ask me the question and then when i see it i'll get back to you with an answer yeah it's like a version of can you do me a favor oh before you know what the fucking favor is yes it could be could you take the trash out or it could be, can you drive to my parents' house and do this in the yard for them because they can't lift up the rock that they don't want there anymore. And you can, and this, <laughs> That's suspiciously specific, Taylor. <laughs> it is, yes. <laughs> uh, but you're... I'm like, but Taylor would be really good at picking up rocks, I think. It's <laughs> my, my been, calling. You've been training for three years for this. You're all hulked <laughs> out. You thought it was for Tinder, but now it's coming together. <laughs> now, now it's all yard work related. Yeah. Now anything that's like slightly big, you know, my girlfriend or whoever's helping me can just use the, I can't do it, you do it. It's like, well, you, you could if you tried. <laughs> you could give it a field college try. The, uh... Yeah, the, the meeting thing is so fucking true. And like, you're right about the junior senior thing mm -hmm. where I've noticed like when I was like green in like and being brought in as a consultant or whatever or a representative for some companies, like I'd always want to like, even if I wasn't adding a ton, I'd want to say stuff so that they knew I was engaged. Now, like with the clients that I'm comfortable with and have really good relationships with, it's like if they invite me in for a meeting that goes an hour or two and there's no absolute necessary reason for me to talk, I will sit there in silence and not add anything because anything I add, I'll think about it first and be like, is this prudent? Is this necessary? Or is this going to spin off into a 20 minute side conversation from someone else at this table? And it's like, no, I just just say almost you orate to me what you're thinking and I'll compartmentalize and deal with it. Like I, I don't want to be here any longer. A parallel here, like in, in the tech world, it's easy to not know something, right? It, it, everything's always changing. There's new techs coming mm -hmm. out and such. And when I was junior, I would try to hide that. Because, you know, like it, 
didn't want everyone to know what an imposter I was. That like I actually don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Like, <laughs> when, when you guys aren't here, I just Google and try and like yeah, you know, just... get by. <laughs> you know? And then as I became more senior, it was like if I don't know something, that's something's pretty obscure. You know, like I'm more comfortable mm -hmm. in my own skin saying like, I need to get back to you on that. And then like invariably the senior version of me that would get stumped was like, oh, like, you know, one didn't know that shit. Like it, it was popular <laughs> for three months, nine years ago. Like you just get the fuck out of here with that idea. Yeah, that is funny. Like, and so often I've noticed in like someone will use, you know, a, uh, what is yeah, an acronym or something, you know, you know, business meetings where it's like, we got a, uh, we're putting an SAM over on the TP, uh, TPS, and then we're going to uh, drive that right into the DAW. And it's just like, it's like sometimes I've noticed like it is the most senior people who will just straight up be like, I don't know what you, you mean by this. What is this? And everybody else in the room, you can see a feeling of like, Oh, good. <laughs> Cause I was pretending <laughs> that I knew what you were talking. Yeah. I, I saw it phrased really well. I wish I could, get it word for word right but they're like dumb people seek to confuse their audience and smart people seek to enlighten them and mm -hmm. you know like junior me would be like oh we've got to populate this db or whatever and then senior me was like yeah we got to import the data or just like i don't know just make it a little like, something simpler yeah look nobody was impressed with words they didn't know like it that's not specifically right, but like at least in the tech mm -hmm. world, no one was impressed with descriptions that only other comp sci guys understood. That that doesn't mean you're extra smart. That means you're incapable of communicating with guys who aren't you. And you had you probably had like managers coming in and like trying to articulate tech things, being like, "Why can't we just?" fix the internet tubes in this way <laughs> so that it does that did you have that or did they mostly like let let the tech do tech and we do you know margins and everything yeah so sometimes it, like i would consider it my job to make sure that my manager wasn't in ill-informed you know like mm -hmm. if, if he's going to present this way i i need to set him up for success and early in my career super early i was probably you know still in school maybe 21 or something a guy was like you know your job is to make your manager look good. That's your job. And I didn't accept it. I was like, no, my job is to look good. My job is to serve the company, you know, this and that. Later on, I evolved to understanding what he was talking about. You know, like it, set your manager up for success. He has his own mission from his boss and he has it from his. And if, mm -hmm. if you focus yourself on making your manager successful, well, shucks. You know, that, that helps him, that helps you, that helps the company. You might yeah. think that you're helping the company by preventing your dumbass manager from doing the wrong thing. You're probably wrong. He probably has a level of visibility in this as to why he's doing it that you don't have from underneath him. So setting up your manager for success, is, it's a win. And then it also yeah. sets you up for promotion. You know, for sure. He will be inclined to give you the cool raise, right? I mean... I don't know if your group, everyone gets the same raise, but that's not how my groups worked. You know, some guys were getting 8% yeah, and no. some guys were getting one. You know which one you want to be. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. That's, that's good advice. I mean, I'm sure it's different in what I do, obviously, from the tech world, but, you know, work to make your manager look good. Like, And I can, 
it's funny that you're like, and I rejected that because putting myself in my 21 year old self, I would have done that too. Or I would just be like, fuck you. If, if I do something good, I want all the credit. Give it to me. <laughs> Give it to me. But like, then you kind of realize later, it's like, oh, wait, if my manager goes, and is an idiot in front of people who are going to give us business or don't give us business. And it's because the tech isn't properly explained to him. It makes me look retarded shit <laughs> because the, it just shit flows down, rolls downhill. Yeah. Or in my case, it was, I think I was much more internal than you are. You're customer facing. But mm -hmm. like if my manager looks like an idiot to his boss, my group is not thriving. You know, let's make the group thrive. Let's make my, my boss should be really impressed with my manager in that chain and, um, yeah, so that, that turned out to be really good advice. Yeah. But that I is good advice. But stupid ass 21 year old Woody was like, no, uh, I was too pure for it. Was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too cool for school. Yeah. I'm that. Everybody goes through that phase. Oh. And then like, I think later than that, you start going through the phase that I'm in now where it's like every day you realize that you're dumber than you thought you were where there's just, you'll learn something new every day where it's like, wow, I really don't know anything about that. And that's a whole field of expertise that people have. Or, you know, oh man, I was so sure on this. Nope, fucking idiot. And, <laughs> and I wonder how long that goes. That probably just goes the rest of life. I, I, heck if I know, but like, I, I'm thinking like, you know, when I got into my thirties and such, um, it, it started to evolve into what I said before. It was like, if I don't know it, that thing is probably some weird corner case that like a, it probably does. I've been doing this job for 20 years now and I pretty much know this one. You know, like, mm -hmm. so. uh, yeah, we always thought I, uh, last night I was going to stream last night, but I ended up going flying and I hung out with my paramotor friends till midnight. And, um, Oh, nice. We're like, did you guys go to a bar or something? And yeah. So flying out? wrapped up around quarter of eight and then we got to dinner at eight something and it was a, it was a tavern. Like, do they have taverns everywhere? That's a dumb question. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, a tavern. Those are, those are neat. It's like kind of like a hole in the wall bar, and they got pretzels and stuff. No, like, better food what I than think that. Of. Like I had oh. sirloin, and there were some pool tables, and there was a bar there, and it was a biggish restaurant. But it's open late, which is why I mentioned it was a tavern. It was open till midnight, mm -hmm. whereas why most restaurants aren't. And uh, we talked about a lot of work stuff, and it was pretty neat and military stuff, and. Um, one of my friends was an infantry, like he jumped out of airplanes and fought wars. And uh, he just interviewed at a company. I don't want to like dox him, but yeah. uh, it's a really like, it's a progressive tech company. And, you know, he goes, they're like, what's your Unique shell login and your preferred pronoun? <laughs> you know? And his manager was really nervous, like, like just almost scared of like being next to him. And he's thinking in his head, like, lady, calm down. I haven't killed anyone in almost 20 years now. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, whoa, fuck. <laughs> I killed a squirrel once, and that's kind of my where I peaked. The chicken. Yeah. <laughs> <you know? laughs> then yeah. poor Henrietta. Uh, <laughs> so for preferred pronoun. Yeah. Like, I can't be the only one that if someone asked me that, I'd be insulted. I oh I, I was trying like, to help him. I, I thought they were. I thought he had just been asked, and he wrote us all. So I'm like, shit! I need a good pronoun for this guy. It turned out your highness is like a, a possible greeting. And I'm like, go with that. Go with your highness. But he wasn't ballsy enough, which turned out to be good because like I thought it was a joke, 
But then during all these like employee introduction meetings, they were using like the pronouns. They'd be like, all right, Taylor. Uh, thanks, mister. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is so fun. Oh, how would you resist? Right. Just being like, I make it confusing. I, uh, I'm gender fluid. And so sometimes I go by he, him. And then sometimes I identify as a story, uh, a fairy tale giant in which I go, I go by fee, five, foe, or thumb. Oh, no. on- <laughs> oh, there should just be a randomize it. Like, yes. I, just, just randomize my pronouns. I like it. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> My Lord and Savior Taylor has to. Do <laughs> uh, but he has a new gig now. Uh, I, I don't want to like. It's not my yeah, story to tell too much. But he he applied for a job and they hired him for the job above it. And he's like, "What happened here?" And you know, like, did you need that to get my like, match my compensation? They're like, "No, it just fit with your experience level." And I think it's interesting. Like, I worked. His job level is where I peaked, right? So mm-hmm. he's like turning down and dodging what I strived so hard for. And I find mm-hmm. that interesting. Like he just, like they hoist it upon him. And uh, must be a smart dude. Yeah. Yeah. He's pretty smart. All my pair of friends are really, I think I might be the dumbest one. <laughs> <laughs> they're, just, they're really smart. So, uh, um, yeah, no, it, it's kind of. I, I just found I was was laying it out there. Uh, another one just took a sabbatical. Um, is sabbatical just vacation? I don't know how that works exactly. I is it paid? I think vacation? it's just vacation, right? Uh, but it it was longish, like months. And uh, I was joking because he took to it really well. Like, it turns out, not working is one of his core competencies, and he's just really loving it he has a big beard now like it's two months into his sabbatical long-term paid leave okay to a university teacher or worker for study or travel that's dope yeah he's an electrical engineer uh so i don't know if that changes the paid scenario at all but uh they seem to really highly value him and when he asked to just leave for a while they're like anything just don't leave for good so i was i was talking to a friend of mine who's an electrical engineer just recently, they uh, he and his wife came over just uh, just last night and hung out for a while, and he like was explaining like how everything he had to learn to become an electrical engineer, and now it's like and now the job I have I use maybe four percent of that over and over and over and over and over <laughs> and over, and he's like, so something I do is they hire me to go to like the O'Hare airport and they'll be like the air conditioning here the setting is on an incorrect loop and so it's supposed to bounce between 69 and 71 but because it's not set right it's going down to 67 and then it's turning on and going up to 82 and then it just mirrors back and forth and back and forth and so I go there I go and I rewire it and that's it (laughs) it's like it's like that's that's all you do is like you get in there and like manage the the AC and climate control system at like airports and huge like uh, malls. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's not <laughs> that bad because 
We also learned how to work with high voltage. And ever since we had the day lesson where you always work with it like this so that if it goes into your arms, it blows out your elbow instead of, because apparently you never work on electronics like this because it'll go to your heart and kill you if there's a, a misfire. Always know. go like this. So your just elbows are destroyed and ruined forever, <laughs> but you're alive. And I was like, yeah, man, after you added that last little addendum to the potential danger here, I'm you're probably pretty stoked on it. He's like, oh, yeah, it's, it's a pretty good gig for sure. Easy <laughs> as shit, but man, boring. boring. My, my friend, um, he designs solar energy fields. And, uh, That's cool. Yeah. So every so often we fly over them and he's like, what is that? Like, like I designed that one and now three of the panels are like flipped over and one's in the shade and he <laughs> takes a picture and he's like, I'll let, I'll let people know this thing is not at full efficiency. And uh, I think it's just funny that he uses his paramotor to inspect his solar fields. What a, that's a funny little way that he can be like, guys, I have to. You have to pay me to do this thing that I just, through sheer happenstance, is my favorite hobby. <laughs> yeah, but you had a you had a beer in your hand, Ted, and, like, and a, like a baseball cap on, and there's a TV set up. Down. Yeah, I need to be. It's a stressful situation. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, they're really smart. The other one owns his own business, which is cool too. Yeah, that's neat. Yeah, he keeps saying he's going to retire, but for the period I've known him, his retire date hasn't gotten any closer. <laughs> so now I'm just calling bullshit on him. Like, you is need he to like, talk to this guy who took the sabbatical. He's good at not working. Is he like retirement age or just like a wealthy guy who wants to, to get out of there? Uh, in between. I, I, I don't know how old he is, but I'll call him 52. And, okay, uh, so that'd be an early retirement. Yeah, yeah, early. yeah. Yeah, he's super successful. He, he can do whatever he wants. Uh, he just needs to... I, I think... I'm, I'm, I'm painting this on him. I suspect he gets satisfaction and accomplishment and you know, likes running his business. And, mm -hmm. But he also would like to have his own time and you have to pick one and you can't undo it very easily. So yeah, that's, that's a lot of I'm entrepreneurial at. people seem like that, where they'll be like, I'm just going to get in, make my money that I need for a life and then get out. And then it like if they get out, they get depressed as shit or they die. Like how many men die like three years after retiring? Because they're like, I don't know what to do. Right? <laughs> I'm just so bored all day, every day. I can't. I'm too old to get really into mountain climbing or any hobby that would take me around the world. It's so. interesting to like. So Elon Musk, I can get on board with because his job looks like fun. He's just like, yeah. you know what? We, maybe we should sell some flamethrowers and invent the electric car and go to space. Like, I think that's going to be my gig. When Elon Musk made PayPal, I imagined that that was a job job, right? It's oh, yeah. computers and finance and interest and trust and dealing with chargebacks and bullshit or whatever PayPal does. Seems like work. But then he moved from that to just large-scale hobbies so that i get but there are a lot of people working who don't need money anymore and when i say working i mean doing shit that you'd think that isn't any fun like and it's interesting to me that guys just keep plugging away at that for motivations that aren't financial so mm -hmm. what is your motivation to just like go from vice president to senior vice president at some bank when you could be doing anything yeah right i don't know yeah i i know uh i know a guy he's like mid 50s or so he had like a like 
he talks about how he hated his career started. He was in finance, mm-hmm. like managing uh, city budgets, like in the St. Louis area. Like, so we'd go to one of the suburbs here and then eventually the city and like work on managing the budget. And he's like, I, I, I just, I wanted to retire as soon as possible because I hated it. It was miserable. And what I didn't realize until I left and went to the private sector instead of the government is in the government, you got 20% of your, of the people there working their fucking asses off to get a hundred percent of the work done. And I was one of those 20% because when my boss or my manager or whoever, my department head would give me something to do, there was no thought in my mind of like, I'm just fucking nah, nah. Like <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't know that was an option, but I apparently 80% of people do that. And then I moved into the private sector where it's closer to like 80% of the people doing a hundred percent of the work. And suddenly I felt like I could delegate and I had a little more freedom. And then I got kind of addicted to the going up the rungs at this bank and doing that kind of stuff. And it made kind of sense to me where it was like, okay, like now you feel like you're going to get a tangible reward for being promoted. Whereas before when you were working for St. Louis city or whatever, if they were like, all right, you're moving up to the next rung. It, it was more of a, <sighs> how many more people's jobs are now assimilated into mine? Like that I now have to manage. And that kind of made me think like it, it, it it's probably just the job you choose that you get into just when- as much as your own drive. When you work for yourself, and that's what I'm calling like YouTube and Woodycraft and such, it was another interesting thing because it seemed like 100% of my efforts went towards my own reward. Yeah. Right? You know, it, it, those efforts might be non work things like interacting on Twitter, something I don't do much anymore. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah. Or, uh, you know, YouTube comments or, or what have you. Uh, like all your work furthered your goals and it created this like, cycle where you just work more and more and more until eventually all you do is work you know but work if you like professionally they kind of throttle you back if you work Mm -hmm. 20 hours a day someone would probably talk to you and say taylor you know we want you to be good in 2022 not just this year Mm -hmm. but when you do it uh, when you're on your own like no one talks to you they just love it you know yeah more taylor you know i i like that he's answers every single letter that everyone sends him always and there's no downside to it until you burn out, which is why yeah. every YouTuber hits like a million subs and like, guys, all this time I've been secretly depressed. Yeah. <laughs> this is the worst ever. I'm taking Guys, I got into YouTube because I didn't have any friends and it turns out working 18 hours a day, I still don't have any goddamn friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's cliche now, but it was new territory back when, uh, you know, when I was new. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, interesting work PKN yeah people could see this wouldn't have flown guys with Kyle here he would have got bored and, and wanted to talk about something else so and we're halfway through PKNs without Kyle is that right this is four so. out of eight this because this will be the fourth PKA we've done without him this it is hilarious how quickly this prison sentence is going by for us i'm I'm shortening it because there's a he mentioned there was a real possibility that he doesn't have to serve all eight weeks or two months whatever it is Mm -hmm. and this whole way i've just assumed it wouldn't be bad i assumed he'd get no jail time i figured they'd forgiven him along the way you know know, like you're still mad about that i've said that before 
And uh, now when he said, you know, we go to a halfway house, so there's a chance I might have to go to prison. I was like, well, definitely halfway house. No, no, it turns out not. And when he said I might not have to do the whole eight weeks, I figured, well, then he'll surely not have to do the whole eight weeks, but we'll see. Yeah. Well, hopefully he's in high spirits. Yes. I'm sure he is. I, I guarantee his big complaint is going to be boredom. Like he's so used to the highest stimulation style of life ever where it's this show to this show to this movie to this movie to video games whatever I want this that like go into books. He's probably like, oh my God, <laughs> Taylor, are you aware of the fact that there's commercials on TV every 10 minutes? Yeah, <laughs> yeah Kyle, I'm acutely aware of that. <laughs> I got really into the view. It was the only thing on. <laughs> Believe it or not, I hate all of them. <laughs> They're the worst. Uh, call it a wrap? Yeah, sure. PKN 263.